to save sinners of whom I am chief. Does anybody here, anybody besides me, feel like you were the chief sinner when Jesus picked you up and saved you? But isn't it good to know he saves to the uttermost? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hey, before I preach tonight, I want us to have just have a, a, a special prayer for those, again, who are under the weather and are sick. Uh, I know Sister uh, LaDonna Pickett, um, she had put on Facebook today that she was sick this afternoon. She wasn't feeling well. So uh, let's pray for her. Sister Iris is still recovering. Sister Betty Hull is still under the weather with a, with a terrible cough. Um, Sister Sharon Barton had double pneumonia. She is on the mend, planning on being here Wednesday night. Tanya McKinney is out of the hospital. Praise God. The Lord has brought her a long way. Yes, He has. Amen. She... Uh, she, she said that um, the doctors told her that if she wouldn't have come in when she did, she would have went to sleep and wouldn't have woke up. That's how bad her, the pneumonia was in her lungs. So she's out of the hospital and doing much better, and we thank the Lord for that. So uh, let's just lift these up tonight and, and any others uh, in the church that are, that are battle, battling a physical a physical sickness, a physical ailment in their bodies tonight. Would you just join hands maybe with the person there next to you? Let's join our prayers and our faith together. Father, as we come to you tonight in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much that we know that you are the Lord, our healer. You're still a Jehovah Rapha. Healing is still the children's bread. And Lord, when you took the stripes upon your back at Calvary, and uh, you, you paid the price, Lord, for our, for our healing. You took our infirmities. You bore our sicknesses. You carried our pains, our diseases. And Lord, we believe that in the atoning blood of Jesus Christ, there is, there is not only healing for the sin-sick soul, but there's healing as well for our physical bodies. And we pray for each one of these tonight, asking you for a complete and full healing and restoration of their health. For LaDonna, uh, Sister LaDonna, Sister Sharon, Betty, Iris, Tanya, touch them each one tonight in a special way and give them a full and a complete healing. Any others tonight, Lord, who are battling the flu, who are battling this cough, and uh, any other sickness, we pray for their healing as well. And we believe together tonight for you to do it. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Open your Bibles tonight. <clears throat> this evening, I'm, <clears throat> I'm, <laughs> I'm not going <clears> to <throat> try to keep you long. I'm, it sounds like I need to save my voice here. But to the book of Psalms, did I say that? Book of Psalms. Psalm, <clears throat> Psalm 55 this evening. Psalm 55. We're going to begin reading with verse number 1. Psalm, Psalm 55 and beginning with verse number 1. If you're there, say amen. amen. Praise God. It reads like this. The psalmist David said, Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend to me and hear me. 
I mourn in my complaint and make a noise because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. For they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pained within me, and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. David's going through a difficult situation. Would you agree with that? Amen. And then in verse number 6, here's what he said. Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then I would fly away and be at rest. I want to talk to you just for a few moments tonight on that thought, on the thought of I'll fly away. How many of you remember that old song? I'll fly away when I die. Hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. We used to, one church that I, was, um, that I was at, we sang it this way. When I die or in the rapture, by and by, I'll fly away. One way or another, we're going to fly away. One of these days, amen. And, um, but in this 55th division of the Psalms, this 55th Psalm, David as we can see here and read here, is being oppressed by his enemies. Probably this uh, was the time of the rebellion of Absalom, and David was fleeing for his life, and Absalom was, was chasing after him. Absalom had taken over the kingdom, and David was, um, was in a time of great persecution, severe danger. And um, in the midst of this time of persecution, and if you know and have studied the life of David, you know that David went through quite a lot. Not only had he spent time running from Saul, but um, you know now being persecuted by Absalom. And he had went through quite a bit. He was so overwhelmed by all of the persecution, so tired of the persecution and the wickedness and all of those things that had come against him, the oppression, he spoke of the oppression of the enemy, how his heart was pained within him, the terrors of death had fallen upon him, fearfulness and trembling came upon him, horror overwhelmed him, all of these things that David was dealing with. And he came to that place in verse 6 that he prayed to God after pouring out his complaint to the Lord. He prayed to God and he said that I just had, oh, that I just had the wings of a dove that I could fly away from all of this mess and be at peace. Has anybody ever felt that way? Besides me, I mean, I know I have before. I felt that way. Lord, if I could just, if, I, if you could just give me a set of wings and just let me fly away somewhere and escape all this trouble that I'm facing and the oppressions of the enemy. And that was David's prayer. But you know what? I've felt that way before. And one of these days, and here's the great thing about that, is that one of these days, you and I, every born-again believer, literally are going to fly away. Amen. I don't know about the wings like a dove. This is, uh, you know, this is symbolic language. 
But I can assure you of one thing, that some sweet day, very soon, we're going to fly away. Every born again believer, amen, we will one day fly away. Some of us may go, may go by death, and you know death to a believer is just the separation of the soul and the spirit from the body. And uh, you know, when a believer dies, that spirit and soul leaves that body and you just fly away to go to be with the Lord in heaven. But you know what? Um, even if we, um, you know, some of us, if the Lord tarries, may go by, um, by the way of the grave. But I'm telling you what, I believe we're so very close to the coming of the Lord and to the rapture of the church. That's what I'm looking for, is the rapture of the church, the catching away of the saints. How many of y'all here tonight still believe that Jesus is coming back to rapture his church, amen? I believe that. And uh, so one day that's going to take place. You know, I read uh, years ago, or heard the story of an old farmer that had a clock. He had an old, an old grandfather clock that went haywire one time and the thing struck 16 times. And when, that, when he heard that, he woke his wife up in the middle of the night and he said, you need to get up because it's later than it's ever been before. Well, can I tell you something, ladies and gentlemen? I believe by looking at the signs of the times on God's time clock that it is later than it's ever been before. We are at the very closing hours of the church age. We are at the very time of the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ when he is coming back for his church. And I get excited about that when I get to thinking about that. And you don't hear a whole lot of preaching anymore about the rapture of the church or the coming of the Lord for that matter. But I do believe that Jesus is coming and he's coming back soon and he's coming back for his church. Can I get an amen? I believe that tonight. Some people today say, well, you know, uh, and, and there's been a lot of people that have just kind of lost heart when it comes to the coming, coming of Jesus and the rapture and the teaching of the rapture. And they say, well, you know, pastor, we've heard about that all of our life. We've heard about the fact that Jesus is coming. And, you know, I've heard it all my life. I've heard it preached all my life. And I, I tell you what, there's not a time though, there's not a time uh, when I hear the, the preaching or teaching of the coming of the Lord, the rapture of the church, that something on the inside of me just kind of stirs, starts stirring just a little bit. And it's the Holy Spirit just witnessing to our spirits, letting us know that He is gonna come soon, amen. Praise God, the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, Paul said, the dead in Christ are gonna rise first and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Do you still believe that today? Amen. Praise God. There are still those scoffers that say, as Peter prophesied, well, where's the, where is the sign of his coming? 
for we've heard these things all our lives, ever since the fathers fell asleep. Things continue as they are. Where's the promise of his coming? Well, I want to try to encourage you just a little bit tonight, Abundant Life, not to give up hope because Jesus is coming soon. All of the unrest in the Middle East, everything that we see taking place with Iran and Iraq and Israel, all the signs are pointing to the soon coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is coming soon. I don't know about anybody else. I don't know how much, how much time I've got on this earth, neither do you. But I do know this. I'm not looking for the undertaker. I'm looking for the upper taker. Amen. <laughs> Jesus to come back and take us away. Hallelujah. I believe that one day we are very soon going to fly away. Now, I want to give you three things tonight, and then I'm going to let you go home. Will that be all right? I want to talk to you, give you three things about this, this flying away and the rapture of the church. And the first one is this, that when Jesus comes to get us, that the flying away, our flying away, will involve, first of all, a lifting up. It will involve a lifting up. Paul writing about the, the rapture of the church in 1 Thessalonians 4.17 said that we which are alive and remain shall be what? Caught up. Caught up. Now I've heard people, you know, those who are, you know, who talk about, talk against the rapture of the church, they, uh, they say, well, you know, pastor, that the, uh, the word rapture is not found in the Bible, that it's not, the Bible doesn't say anything about a rapture. And I always tell them, well, no, the word rapture itself is not there, but those two words caught up is there in the text in 1 Thessalonians 4, 17. And uh, Paul said that the dead in Christ are going to rise, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. The Greek word for caught up there is harpazo, and that word means to carry off or to seize or to snatch up. And that's exactly what's going to happen at the rapture of the church. The saints of God are going to be caught up are snatched up out of this world. The dead in Christ, those who are, have died in the Lord, are going to be resurrected. The rapture and the, the first resurrection are synonymous terms because that's exactly what's going to take place at the time of the rapture. It is the first resurrection. The resurrection of the sainted dead. The resurrection of those who have, have, have gone on to their reward and their bodies have been laid in that grave. I've got, a, I've got a mom over there. I've got a dad in heaven. We've got all of us here have family members that are there in heaven tonight. And, uh, you know, their bodies are laying in that grave. But thank God it's not going to be long at that resurrection that the dead in Christ are going to rise and be resurrected. And we which are alive and remain, the Bible said, shall be caught up, caught up, seized and caught up into heaven. How many of y'all know tonight that heaven is up? 
Amen. Where is heaven? Well, I don't know exactly where it is, but we know one thing. It's not down. Amen. Heaven is up. There's a lot of references in the Word of God to that fact that heaven is up. I mean, when God came and, and visited Abraham and he sat down and he ate with Abraham and visited with him, the Bible said in Genesis 17 that when God had finished talking with Abraham, that God went up from Abraham. In the book of John, the third chapter, the, the writer John speaking of Jesus coming to this earth, the Son of God coming to this earth said that he came down from heaven. Amen. In the book of Acts chapter one, where um, Jesus had given, had, had given the commission to all of those saints there on the Mount of Olives and he ascended to heaven as he was going up in a cloud. The angels, remember those two angels that were standing there in bride apparel and uh, at, the, at the ascension of Jesus said to those who were there, you men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? For this same Jesus that you see going up into heaven shall so come again in like manner as you have seen him go away. So when Jesus ascended, he was caught up. So this, this flying away, if you want to call it that, this rapture that's going to take place involves a lifting up. Can I get an amen? It involves a lifting up of people. What people are, what people actually are going to be lifted up at the rapture. Because we know that everybody in the world, everybody on earth is not going up in the rapture. There are only a select group of people that is going up in the rapture. And do you know who those are? The Bible describes them as the brethren, as the saints. And Paul said it would be those who are in Christ. The dead in Christ shall rise. And we which are alive and remain who are in Christ shall be caught up. Those who are saved are gonna be the ones who go up in the rapture, amen. Those who are in Christ, those who are born again, those who have made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. And I'm not, just, I'm not talking about just church members because it's gonna take more than a church membership to get you ready for the rapture. It's gonna take a new birth and a born again experience. See, Jesus isn't coming back for those who, who just are church members or for those who think they're saved, but he's coming back for those who know they're saved. He's coming back for a people that have made themselves ready. He's coming back for a people that have been washed in the blood of the lamb. He's coming back for a people that have their eyes on the sky and that are expecting and anticipating his soon return. Can I get an amen? I want to be in that group of people that are in Christ Jesus and ready for the rapture of the church. I'm ready to fly away tonight. Come on somebody. Hallelujah. But the lifting up includes not only 
people, a group of people, which is the church, the saints, but it also includes a person, and that person is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one who's coming. The Lord himself is coming in person. He's not going to send an angel to call his church back, but he's coming himself in person. It is him that will, it is is the Lord himself that will descend from heaven and do this lifting up and take us away at the rapture of the church. But not only is it a group, just a group of people, the saints of God, not only just a person that is coming back, the Lord Jesus, to rapture us up to glory, but when you think about the power that is going to be released and involved at this moment of the rapture of the church. I'm telling you what, it's going to be a glorious event. The power that will be demonstrated by the Lord Jesus Christ for the scripture says that when the Lord descends from heaven he's coming back listen to me, with a Shout, somebody help me preach. He's coming with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. Now somebody has said, you know, well, uh, what does what that word shout mean? I mean, Jesus is coming back with a shout and actually that word refers to a shout command. And so Jesus is gonna give a command, a shout command. And at the command of the Lord, at the sound of the trump of Almighty God, something's going to take place. The graves are going to open up of every born again saint that has died in Christ. At the shout command, the graves will open up. Somebody said, well, I don't know if they'll actually be opened or not, but I, I really believe they will be. I really believe that, that, that the world will be able to put a TV camera on a cemetery and there'll be an open grave everywhere that there was a born again believer for the world to know something has happened. Something has happened. This event that was prophesied about, this event that was preached about, this event that was foretold in the scripture has taken place. The graves have opened and the dead have come out and met the Lord. Jesus in the air at the shout command, at the shout command. I think about the command that Jesus gave, the shout at the grave of Lazarus, at the tomb of Lazarus, when he cried out and said, Lazarus, come forth. Remember that? Amen. He had already told Mary and Martha that he was the resurrection and the life and that, uh, that, that their brother was going to rise again. You know, Martha said, well, I know he's going to rise again at the last day. And Jesus said, Martha, you don't understand. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And he who lives and believes in me shall never die. That shout command when Jesus stood at the, at the tomb there of Lazarus that day in Bethany and cried out in a loud voice and said, Lazarus, come forth. And uh, they had already had him, you know, to, he had already had them to roll the stone away from the tomb. And when he gave that shout command, all of a sudden, I, 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 I can just imagine there were Jews, they were all standing around there and one of them nudging the other saying, you think he's really gonna come out? No, he ain't coming out. I helped, I helped to wind him up and put him in there. He's dead, dead. He's been in there four days. 
Martha had even said, Lord, by now he stinks. He's, he's begun to decompose. And I'm sure nobody expected to happen what happened next when he gave that shout command that all of a sudden here come Lazarus bound up in grave clothes, hopping out of that tomb. Hallelujah. He came to life at the shout command. I'm telling you, there's a people going up. There's a, a person that's coming back and he's coming with power and he's coming with glory and he's coming to raise the dead and he's coming to transform us. Hallelujah and take us up to be with him at the sound of that shout command. Amen. Give the Lord a praise tonight. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Oh, what a display of power there will be. Not only the dead being raised, but the living saints, those who are alive uh, in the Lord, every born again believer instantly changed and transformed in a twinkling of an eye and being caught up to be with the Lord. Amen. I've taken an airplane ride, but one day soon I'm going to take a plane air ride. Hallelujah. <laughs> going to be with my Lord. I believe that tonight, saints of God. Hallelujah. Every born again child of God will disappear from off the face of the earth, leaving behind their physical belongings. Those who are left behind, who miss that event, who are not ready for that rapture, will find that their friends and their family are gone and I'm sure there will be an outbreak of total pandemonium that will occur. We read in the Bible where there was a man in Genesis by the name of Enoch. He was the seventh from Adam. And the Bible talks about Enoch, how that he walked with God. And the Bible says that he was not, for God took him. And the writer of Hebrews writing about that event said by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death for before he had and, and was not found because before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. One day Enoch was just walking with God like he did every day and I just imagine one day God said to Enoch, you know Enoch we've been walking together all day we're closer to my house than we are to yours. Why don't you just come home with me? Woo! Hallelujah! And he took him to glory. He is a type of the rapture of the church. And, and the book of Hebrews said that, they, that he was not found. Well, if he was not found, that means they're going around hunting for him, Brother Bob. They're saying, where in the world? You wonder what happened to Enoch. Wonder where Enoch is. Oh, there's coming a day when people, that, that say, no, there's a group today, you know. There's a group today that wishes they could get rid of all of us evangelical, Bible-believing, Bible-thumping Christians. One day soon, they're gonna get their wish because Jesus, Jesus is coming back and we're leaving this planet to go to be with the Lord forever. I'm gonna fly away, hallelujah, one day. They'll be looking for Rick Hensley and he won't be gone. Or he won't be here, he'll be gone. You'll be gone, we'll be gone. Come on somebody. Oh, what a manifestation of power that will lift us up out of this world. This flying away not only involves a lifting, but this flying away that I'm talking about also involves a leaving. I am making preparations to leave this world. 
And when we leave here, there are some things, when that trumpet sounds, there are some things that we're going to leave behind. Thank God. We're going to leave sin behind. Number one, I'm glad for that. The Bible tells us in Revelation 21 and 27 that there shall by no means enter in anything. Talking about the holy city, the new Jerusalem. There will by no means enter anything that defiles or causes abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. Sin's going to be left behind. You know, that's the very reason that there will be some that won't make it because they love sin and are unwilling to repent. But there's not going to be any sin that's going to enter into glory. Are you listening to me? Oh, you know what's going to take place at that transformation at the rapture? The Bible says that this corruption shall put on incorruption. And this mortal shall put on immortality. And won't that be a wonderful time when we, when, when at that transformation and at that resurrection, that there will be no sinful nature. Everything will be eradicated in that resurrected, glorified saint of God. Come on, somebody. We're going to leave sin behind. We're leaving a sinful world behind. We're going to leave sorrow behind when we go to be with the Lord. The Bible says in Revelation, 21.4 that God will wipe away every tear from our eye and there will be no more death. You know heaven's the place of no more. Amen. It's hard to describe what heaven's going to be like. I mean we read about it in the Bible. I've tried to preach about it. I, I, I preached on the, the, I was asked at the prophecy conference to speak on the new heaven and the new earth and I said you guys have given me a tough assignment because I am uh, I'm being called upon to try to explain something that no mind or eye has ever seen. John saw it in the book of Revelation. He saw it and tried to record it in words the best that he could. But no one is able to describe the splendors and the glories of heaven. You can read Revelation 20, Revelation 21, Revelation 22, kind of get an idea of what heaven's gonna be like. But oh my, the, 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 the way the writers in the scripture best describe heaven is they describe heaven by telling us what's not going to be there. What, will, what we will experience no more. That there will be no more sin and no more pain and no more sorrow and no more death and no more dying and no more heartache. Because all the former things have passed away. We're going to leave this world and all of its sin and suffering behind and we're going to a place where there will be joy and bliss forever and ever. Oh, you can say what you want to, that it's just pie in the sky and the sweet by and by, but the Bible says that it's the blessed hope of the church. It gives me a hope of something to look forward to when I get like David, when I get in that place where David was, where he said, Lord, everything's gone wrong. Oh, that I had the wings of a dove, that I could fly away and be at rest. I can say, thank God, I am comforted with the thought that he's coming soon to take his church away. 
We don't believe here at Abundant Life Family Church that the church is going through any of the tribulation period. The Bible says that He's not appointed us to wrath, but to escape those things that are coming on the face of this earth. So we're leaving behind sin. We're leaving behind sorrow. And this one makes me want to shout. We're leaving behind old Slewfoot. <laughs> Amen. We're leaving old Satan behind. Hallelujah. Oh, he's got, God's got a plan for him. The Bible says in Revelation 20 and 10 that the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and they will be tormented day and night forever and forever. Every once in a while, I'd just like to get that verse out, open it up and say, devil, you know, especially when he's been bothering me a lot. Say, devil, come here. I got something I want you to read. Amen. And just let me, by the way, just let me read it to you, Mr. Devil. This, you know, this is what you've got to look forward to, Satan. You are going to be cast in the lake of fire. I've said it before every time. The devil reminds you of your past. Just remind him of his future. This is where he's headed. This is where he's going. Thank God at that rapture, we're leaving old Slewfoot behind. Never to be bothered by the enemy anymore. We're going to the place where the devil can't get there, where the devil has no access. We're going to the place, to the city where the lamb is the light. Hallelujah. And I'm leaving the devil all behind me. Can I get an amen? Oh, hallelujah. Woo, we're leaving this place. There's going to be a lifting and there's gonna be a leaving. But last of all, there's gonna be a landing. Amen. Anytime, anytime that there's a departure from someplace, there's gotta be an arrival. Y'all been in airports before. And they got the departures, they got the departures, flights that are departing and the flights that are arriving. And there's gonna be a departure of the saints of God from this earth but there's going to be an arrival, a landing, a destination that he is taking us to. We are going to be caught up, listen, to meet the Lord in the air. Mm, hallelujah. To meet him in the clouds, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's going to be, it's going to be a good landing, Brother Bob. Can I get an amen? There will ever be with the Lord, with the Lord. The landing, when we get there, is going to include, number one, some new bodies. Everybody's getting a new body. Now, that, I, thought, I thought that would make you shout just a little bit. Everybody's getting a new body, a resurrection body, a glorified body. 
a body like the Lord Jesus Christ has right now. Amen. You will be, um, Paul described it and said in Philippians chapter 3 that our citizenship is in heaven and we are waiting. From there we are awaiting the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ who shall change this vile body of ours and make it like unto his glorious body. Hallelujah. Won't need any more of these to see. Come on, somebody. You won't need a hearing aid. There'll be no more baldness, bifocals, bunions, or bulges. Come on, say, amen. There'll be no more of that. We're getting a resurrection, a resurrected, glorified body that will never be sick, that will never know pain, and that will never, ever, ever die again. Come on, somebody. That ought to make you holler just a little bit. The Bible says that we will be like the Lord Jesus Christ. John said, we'll see him, be like him, for we'll see him as he is. Amen? New bodies. Some new buddies when we get to glory. I'm looking forward to meeting, meeting up with my family that's already over there. I'm looking forward to seeing. You know, I told y'all, I guess it was last Sunday, 2019 was a rough year here at Abundant Life. I did more funerals in 2019 than I've done in a long time, just in one year. Laid a lot of saints of God to rest in their graves. Of course, they're with the Lord. Amen. And I think about every once in a while over the past 16 years of pastoring this church of all the, of, of the funerals and all of the good... Every once in a while, you'll go through pictures. You'll go through some pictures, some old pictures um, of, of the church from the, from the beginning till now. And you'll see there'll be some pictures of Brother Elmer in there. And, and there'll be some pictures of some other ones you know that are... And you think, oh, they're in heaven now. They're with Jesus now. But you know, when we, when, we, when we get caught up, when we, when we land in heaven, there's going to be a great reunion. And there's going to be a meeting up with some of our old buddies. Amen. Our, our parents and our children. We've got two, we got two kids over there. We've got two daughters over there. We're, we're anxious to sit down and visit with for 15 or 20,000 years. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Got a lot of catching up to do. Hallelujah. There's going to be some new buddies. You know, Jesus said that, that, that we would set down in, in the kingdom of God with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. I'm looking forward to pulling up a chair and to, with old prophet Elijah and say, hey, Elijah, would you just tell me let, let me, let me know how it was on Mount Carmel when you prayed that fire down from heaven. Hallelujah. Just tell me about some of the miracles that you saw. I can sit down and talk to David and say, explain how it was in the valley of Elah that day when you took that sling and killed that giant Goliath. Oh, there's going to be some new buddies we're going to sit down with. There'll be a grand reunion at that landing. I'm looking forward to the Lord coming again. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Not only that, but we're going to have a new building and we're going to have some new blessings. 
Because Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. I know some of the modern translations translate that many rooms. I don't like that. I like mansions better. Because I don't think we're going to just have a... You know, God's not running a rooming house. Amen. He's prepared you and I a mansion to live in, in glory. I'm looking forward to that. The curse will be lifted and there will be blessings galore for the children of God to enjoy all through eternity. We're, we're, we're looking forward to that day. How many is ready tonight for Jesus to come and to fly away and to be with the Lord? Amen. Praise God. Worship team, make your way on back this evening. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to me tonight. When that trumpet sounds, doesn't matter where you're at, in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we'll be changed and caught up to be with the Lord. That fast. The twinkling of an eye. The sound of that trump. I don't know. You know, um, I hesitate to even bring this up, but some believe that at the rapture, that nobody will see any of the saints leave. That it'll just be boom like that and it'll be a blinking of an eye and nobody will see it happen. It'll just one minute they're there and the next minute they're gone. Just presto change, they're gone. Then there's others that I've read after that said they, they believe that, it, that, that if you're standing there within a, with a bunch of sinners, when the rapture takes place, that... They'll see you go up. They'll see the saints go up. Well, is which one's right, which one's wrong? Somebody said, well, it's the moment in the twinkling of an eye. It said we will be changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. But it didn't say we would be caught up that quick. So you can believe either way. But here's an interesting point. That every time there was a rapture in, that's recorded in the Bible, such as Elijah being taken up in the, in the chariot of fire, horses of fire. Elisha saw him go away. When Jesus was caught up on, from Mount Olivet, taken up into heaven, the 500, above 500 that saw him go away, stood there and watched him ascend into heaven, didn't they? So, it's very possible, I believe very possible, and I don't think there's any scripture that says that it couldn't happen that way, that the world will see us leave. If that's the case, if that's the case, I just want to wave, wave by to all of them that said that was glad to see me go. Amen. <laughs> Amen.